welcome to Unsigned 508 episode whatever the hell we're on. I don't know. It's like 312, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It might be uh, in the 30s. I think we're in the 30s by now. But anyway, so I am uh, back here in Troy on another. I like these little like remote, uh, you know, going out into the field. <laughs> little so adventures, speak. yeah. Little adventure. But I'm back in Troy. Uh, it's Asa Morris. Correct. Yeah. See, yeah, I got it right. I, I prefer one. it as a question, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. As in heaven, Asa. What is this entity? <laughs> Yeah, Asa Morris. I'll just say that from now on, even Perfect. like you know, years from now, it'll always be a question. But anyway, so thanks for having me in your in your home for like I said, this is probably the second or third remote. Uh, and two of them were of in this my, building, and two of them were in this building. Yeah, we we won't give away the uh, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll save the mystique. Yes. <laughs> Another podcast was recorded, and and fans, I guess, would know if they, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. Go back and listen to which ones were out in the field. So yeah, it's a it's a cool little thing. I didn't even have to ask for directions, but uh. So anyway, we want to kind of get everybody caught up with you musically, um, but more than anything, it's kind of like an introduction. Uh, like I was saying before, we we're rolling is like we don't know each other, so. It'll just be a casual getting to know each other conversation, so to speak. So, you know, I may ask some uh, some silly questions. But, uh, I've probably but, been asked worse. But they all come from a, a place of genuine curiosity because my, my whole thing from the beginning is I don't like planning things because when you plan shit, it goes wrong. Yeah, that's know? a great outlook. So, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> Too much planning. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> all right, so let's go back. Um, you know, and again, as far back as you want to to go um, with your relationship that we all have in this business with music and when you knew you wanted to do it yourself and not just listen. Sure. Uh, real. We'll do a, a real quick early years timeline, which I'm sure everybody's super interested in. Um, let's see. Start playing guitar at 12, was really into the Beach Boys and Nirvana. Uh, started home recording right around that same time on a mm-hmm. boombox. You know, you'd record one track on this boombox the next track on another one and then just kind of bouncing back and forth until you had a really terrible recording. Right. It just degrades every everything that you add to yeah, it. Yeah, it becomes like it's it just sounds like yeah. um I don't know if that caught. But uh I think I got a PC around ninety nine. I started home recording like electronic stuff, which was also terrible. Four tracks after that, started a few bands around two thousand two, two thousand five. Uh, all of which can be found on my Bandcamp if anyone wants to hear really terrible albums. Yeah, and we all do. You know? um, <laughs> but I really, like my my music, I don't want to call it a career because it's not, I don't make anything off of it. Right. Um, my music life here started around 2008. I was playing um, noise shows with Shane Sanchez and a lot of the guys at the Upstate Artist Guild, uh, Jason Costco and... Okay. Um, Chris Bassett, a lot of them still active today. Shane, especially, right? Super Dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was doing knows Super Dark Collective, and so yeah. There used to be a, a lot of noise shows, especially in Albany, and um, that's where I met a lot of the people who later would be in my bands. Like Chris Brown was, uh, he's been in a handful of my bands. Shane also, Tiki Bats, um, Ace Morris and the Mess. After that, uh, and then it's just I've been recording album after album i've put out uh wow uh, multiple records every single year for the last 15 years or so uh i think my band camp officially has 125 full uh, albums not songs uh, 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 yeah at least eps we're talking a four song minimum (laughs) on these things wow um but there's some others that are are way up there and not all of it's good i would say the vast majority of it's not good 
But that's almost like, uh, or not even almost, like I think that's a, a brave way to attack music, I guess, because like, you know, not a lot of people are going to want to do that. Like putting your own shit out for everybody to hear and judge is a hard enough thing anyway. Sure. When sure. it's something that you toil over and try to be like, oh, is this the bet? But to just be like, I'm putting everything out there. To me, that's a, a brave way of doing it. And it's a, it's applaudable, you know, like. I appreciate that. Uh, I think it comes from um, there's like a, a self punishment thing going on, <laughs> but I, I also think that there's it comes a lot from a place of masochism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also a lot of like just apathy. Like um, if I don't finish a song in a half an hour, I'm not going to finish it. It'll sit on my hard drive and it'll just fucking stay there. Um, I don't know if I can swear. Yes, you can. Okay, absolutely. Uh, it'll just stay there, and um, even a lot of EPs uh, like. Most of 2015, I was recording a new EP every single month. I think I got a total of 15 or 16 EPs that year. And they were all done within two hours. I just, I have no patience for perfection. And it, I just have to get it done and out. Although, there is this thing that I, has been brought to my attention multiple times by people where you can still tell I'm nervous about the imperfection because all my vocal layers are generally way too low in mixes. Okay. So like, all right, you can hear me being shitty on the guitar and like, that's a cool rock and roll thing, right? But I'm like, you guys are not going to hear my voice. I'm just going to bury this shit. Oh, well, I mean, that's, a, I guess, a vulnerability that, you know, like to want to keep something protected you know like, yeah I mean, it's the most personal part the things yeah, that i'm yeah. saying that's you i know? guess that's where i was going you know the, yeah. the lyrics are always the most you know because there's only you know 12 notes and however many variations of it that make the chords sure so like and god know, hope but, i can hit one or two of the right ones <laughs> but like you know the words and like the meaning behind them that's the hard part you yeah. know what i mean i don't give a shit i mean i'll just sit there and play guitar in front of anybody but sing my own lyrics in front of people now nah, i've got to you know i was, have to like <laughs> i was hanging out with friends recently and they were passing guitar around and they were all singing songs and having a great time and and uh, they passed me guitar and i don't know any songs i'm not playing no i'm not doing this in front of you <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> yeah I, I get it and you know now that i've i'm in a band like for the first time in my late 40s it's your first band yeah Wow. Yeah, I've played in like I've goofed around in like a couple cover bands like here and there. Mm -hmm. Um nothing ever serious and nothing ever long term. It was usually just like kind of filling in with some dudes here and there. And then a year ago, basically wow. me and my buddy had been playing acoustic guitars together and, you know, doing cover songs at, you know, in the corner of a brewery or whatever. And we got a real drummer and a rhythm guitarist and a trumpet and you're player. You're off to the races and now. We're like, let's write some tunes. Yeah, we just did a, a our first ever EP. Uh, we recorded it a week ago. Congrats! And uh, it's just going to be alive. It's already done. <laughs> like it's already because of <laughs> the nature of it. Get you know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. were thinking. You know, we're like, should we like touch it up and patch it? And we're like, no. We'll just it's live. We gave it to uh, Dave Tayo to produce it. He just basically, you know did some magic on each track nothing added or you know what i mean that's the way to go and boom live ep um awesome. and we've been a band less than a year so it's a good feeling and, though and we're all wasn't old. uh <laughs> seth from headless relatives he just started performing for the first time in his life didn't he like this yeah, year like not it was something like that he or like, like in the in pandemic time you know post pandemic anyway so right like that's when he comes out and shows most. the world that he can do yeah. things and that i mean that dude has got a got a catalog for you know such oh, a yeah. short time and like he's a he's doing a uh compilation of 518 artists oh i'm on covering it. oh you are yeah, okay. yeah i'm gonna do it as well i was initially gonna do uh bulldog 
by Candy Ambulance yeah. as a, a good pick. Um, solo acoustic, but uh, I can't make it sound good. <laughs> like, I've try- like I've tried to like See, you know do something that. different to it and make it not just. A- and I was like, ah, you know, I, I just don't feel like I'm going to do the song justice. So yeah, I, I think I'm going to do. Um, you, do you know the Sugar Hold? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do Get Fucked Up. Oh, by, excellent choice. Uh, the Sugar Hold and Mikey is a good friend of mine, so he actually sent me the structure of the song <laughs> with like all the lyrics and the chords and everything. So I'm like, cool. Do that, yeah. But Seth is awesome. Like he, really he does is. a ton, not even of his own music, but he's super supportive. Oh yeah, he comes out to else, like you know? every single show. Yeah. He's, he's a great dude. Yeah, and he was one of my first guests because he was like, he was like one, episode four. I yeah, and I say? think he was the second or third one that I record, or first or second that I recorded, because Mikey from the Sugar Hold was the first episode, right? But he was the fourth episode that I recorded. Oh, like, so it's I, all jumbled. I, Who knows where it's those going? Those first couple were all jumbled because it was important to me to have you know Mikey be the first episode because yeah. you know, our bands kind of came up together and like we actually just booked another show with them uh, on my way here. I love <laughs> like, the, those like show booking relationships. We me um, too. when uh, when I was in the mess, we uh, we played a few shows with a band from Plattsburgh called Bren, and uh, we ended up playing just dozens of shows with them. We went on tour with them twice. Like uh, yeah, I love those brotherly relationships between bands. It's yeah, very... and that's why I think it's cool about the 518 scene is that like everybody seems to support each other. Oh yeah. I mean, and like, you know, I've like, again, as a newbie, you know, in like a scene, like I'm used to like hearing stories about like the Ramones and shit in the seventies when like all the bands were basically trying to deep six each other to get on the bills. Like, you know, it was very competitive and, and, you know, there was no room to be friends with everybody because if you know they were headlining, then you weren't. It's yeah. one of the things that I love about the I want to say Capital Region because it's not quite accurate, but these upstate New York bands yeah. is that they are. It is a real community. I just moved back here from Austin, Texas, and it was one of the things I could not stand about Austin, Texas was that it's very cutthroat. It's right. there. There are some people that will support each other, but. Uh, it's not that seems anything to be like the norm, this. you know. In m- most scenes, that seems to be the norm. That, like that—that like, that to me is not a scene no, at all. No, 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 no. It's no. a goddamn American Idol, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, there's room for everybody, and like, mm-hmm. there's room for everybody at every show, and like, and getting, you know, the bands being able to put their own shows together. Like when we played at Putnam Place, they were basically like, "All right, you know, we'll book shortwave radio band. You got." three hours and i'm like well cool we only have one hour of original music yeah but i can find two other bands yeah and within 45 minutes i think i got back to her and was like boom got two other bands working for you know like did you ever go to googs and glens falls before it closed no no wonderful terrible little dive bar just if bad things are going to happen they're going to (laughs) happen at googs um but that's how it was they would book from like 10 p.m to to 2 a.m and uh they would usually have you know one person set up the show like it was usually luke van scoy from william hale who would then reach out to a bunch of other people but we would have banging shows every single weekend three times a week and i want to even you know now that i've got the podcast and like you know, I like helping my band, but I like helping other bands. I want to do showcases. Start, I could start putting shows together mm. that are, you know. We had one down in the basement of this house recently, and uh, 
this how this basement actually used to be a venue before COVID, and then COVID kind of destroyed everything. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, the person in the episode that we're not going to mention and I have been trying to organize so we can have more regular shows here, and uh, yeah, just get more of our friends in bands. Yeah, have a good I mean, time. And I mean, my you know my place, you know, obviously, I don't think my wife would be super stoked if I was like, I'm having a concert here. But like, <laughs> you know, I could at least, at the very least have bands come in individually record them live and you know because my where i record the podcast is where the band rehearses it's yeah. set up you know oh, that's an pro tools idea. interfaces you whole do deal. like your own little john peel sessions right and just have i mean i've had people come in and do acoustic but there's no reason why i couldn't have a band come in not necessarily for an interview but just you know set up do a couple of couple of full band performances and then put out an episode that's literally just six different bands doing six you different You could do tunes. compilations each season? Yeah. 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 There's, now there's we're a talking. lot here. Now we're talking. <laughs> uh, there, was, um, there was a fella out in Argyle, and I, I remember his name, but I'm not going to say it because it, it didn't go well. But uh, he was doing something similar where there was a YouTube channel and he would have uh, acoustic bass bands go in. And uh, at the beginning of the mess, we were an acoustic band. And so we went in and we recorded like four songs with them. And uh, I don't know what happened. They just shut down. But they had the idea. They right. they were getting there. It just didn't work out. Yeah, we could we could I could definitely do that. I have I have the motivation. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm the I'm the dive head first into. Things, well, you let me know when dude. that's happening, and yeah. we'll set something up. I will because that'd be cool. Like I said, I have the space, and as long as it was you know just one band at a time. And it was literally just like you said, like in one episode of a showcase. It'd be a compilation of just, hey, here's this band doing this song live. They're awesome. Check them out. Here's the booking information type of thing. You know? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, speaking of songs, um, we are at that point um, where we would like to hear maybe some of your music. And since you have so much, I don't know if you've even thought about uh, which of the the hundreds literally of yeah. songs that you have. <laughs> but. Uh, so I, yeah, I think I've got it nailed down. Um, uh, I'll, I'll preface it with, I am uh, currently bringing up a new band, Small Ghosts. Uh, we're playing a few days from recording this tomorrow. Ooh, boy. Uh, so anyway, in our set, we played this song. I, I recorded it two years ago, uh, the end of 2020, with a couple of friends of mine, Alicia Macier at the time, now Alicia Vanskoy. Uh, Kevin Cardinal, who is in No More Death Stars, and Stephen Scotch, who's been my drummer since childhood. He's a fantastic drummer. The song is called Away We Go, and it is off my EP Loud and Sad, which half of Nippertown loved, the other half hated. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll have to, we'll have to hear more about that. All right. And then we'll listen to the song, and then we'll be, uh, we'll be right back with Ace of
That was Away We Go, Asa Morris, and I'm sitting here uh, with Asa in your kitchen. It is in, uh, in the kitchen, yeah. Yeah, which is, again, lovely. I love these little little jaunts away from the studio. But uh, anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the meaning of, well, not the meaning, I guess. Well, maybe, but uh, tell us a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit about the song that we just heard, Away We Go. Uh, all right, so it's part of a, a larger thing. I have a, a bad habit of writing concept records, uh, and I think that's partly because I record records so quickly. Uh, I try to get one okay. thought out really fast, and so they all just end up being about one thing. Um, in August of 2020, somebody said that my music was just loud and sad. So <laughs> I was like, fuck you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a whole EP called Loud and Sad, and that's what the whole fucking album's about. <laughs> nice. uh, it's the most spiteful thing I've ever done. I apologize to that person. Um, but that song in particular, it's about not feeling confident in the direction of a relationship with another person and wondering if you are uh, in a comfortable space to be yourself and if you're willing to sacrifice yourself in order to make that relationship tolerable. Uh, that's that's where it landed. Yeah, that's heavy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I I play it live now with uh, with Small Ghosts, a new band. Although I'm not sure how long it's going to stick around on the set because I do feel like the person that wrote that song is not the person sitting at this table with you now. So sure. you know you got to move on from that yeah, old shit. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, like you know, I feel for some artists that you know have like a hit about something that hit oh, them like thirty years ago, and then they just it have to keep over. playing it, playing it. And they're like, God damn it! There's I nothing like, I like yeah. more than cutting songs out of sets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and, and again, we've only been doing this for eight or nine months, and we've already cut probably four or five songs you know original tunes yeah like, eh, nah we can fill it with something else i and also enjoy because that's strengthening shit oh yeah I mean? that's gross that's being like we'll start with this and then we'll knock this one out fill that one in and like yeah, historically awesome. i found that anytime i'm i'm in a band and i'm working on live sets your first like six months will have the things you get to to know really well but only one maybe two of those songs will ever stick around the whole time right and even then, those songs are going to mutate and become new and, and better things. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that new and better and moving. You know, it's exciting. It's yeah, exciting if there's stuff. no growth, why the hell are you doing it? Yeah, cause like, so, you know, not that I feel bad for, like, these big national bands, but, like, you know, I'm like, 
kind of sucks to like yeah you just know have the same thing over, over and over and, and over. try to sell it try to mean it right oh my god by the time <laughs> we hear the single they've played it a thousand times right right like you know like a oh christ what's the name of that band um corn <laughs> like, like i wonder if that dude's like still really pissed off at his dad you yeah. know what i mean because yeah. <laughs> like all his songs just reminded me of like a 16 year old yelling at their dad i'm like now he's like fucking 55 and a millionaire being like yeah nah. <laughs> uh Cor- actually i don't want to clean my room corn's <laughs> first two records i really love to I, this I, day <laughs> but follow the leader when that came out got the life was the lead single and they were in these shiny tracks yeah, yeah. and i i know that that was them acknowledging their success but it was like like, all right, that's yeah. I'm done. You guys see yeah. it, I see it, we're done here. Right, right, we're done. <laughs> like trashing all the car that was the trash in the cars video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. like a lot of those bands, like just like I said, reminded me of like a a spoiled kid yelling at his mom that he oh, doesn't want to clean his room. And I'm like, and now you're grown adults. It's gotta be it's gotta yeah. be silly. Um but so going back to what you said before uh we listened to the song, how you said that uh half of Nippertown loved it <laughs> and half of Nippertown <laughs> yeah. hated it. So what's that all about? All right, so um it was all in good fun. Uh, but when I released Loud and Sad, uh, just prior to it, you know, I, I'd sent out the press releases and try to get reviews for it and that sort of thing. Uh, and I sent it to Lucas Garrett, who I assume you know well, yep. um, who was writing for Nippertown, I think still is. Yep. And he gave it a wonderful review. He said very kind things about it. And I think he picked up on a lot of the um, cheeky fun <laughs> right. of such a mean record. Um, but then I sent it to another outlet who was... Uh, later absorbed into Nippertown. So when I sent it to them, they were not part of Nippertown. Okay. Uh, and they hated it. <laughs> uh, and again, it was all in fun. Like that was, that's their thing. They, they're known to do that. And they've also shredded some of my uh, favorite artists in the area. So it was all in good fun. But if you go to Nippertown and you look for that, that record, you will see two reviews of it. <laughs> And one is very positive, and the other is fucking horrendous. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I guess not awesome, but like in hindsight, it's it's you know it's, it's yeah. It's it makes funny. me want to put out more records just so I can go I can bury it in the Google search right. results. Like, don't ever look at right. that. Review. To be honest, hearing that just made me think for the first time ever. Oh my god, someone might write shit about my music. That, to like, be fair, you know. the guy that the guy that wrote it, um, he. He he is active active in the area, and um, he did offer me the chance to not have it published, and I really oh. respect that move. I thought it was a good move, but uh, all in good fun, I let that fucker roll. Right, and, right. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that goes to show that it was an honest opinion mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. you know a source of integrity at least to yeah. be like you know this is my opinion and it's it's not a great one, so I can. Just keep it to myself. And if you're you going to put yourself out there, yeah, you got to you got to sure. take the blows. You can't just hide it and pretend that everything's great. Right? Yeah. Plenty uh, of people hate me. I like. <laughs> I have uh, recordings from shows because I try to record as many of my shows as right. possible, and I have people like on the mic saying, "What the fuck is this?" I such mean things. I always make sure I put them on the live releases. Always. Sure. I mean, I guess you know it's all in good fun. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, let's hear another. Uh, tune. Sure, sure. And uh, we'll we'll let we'll let the the listeners of Unsigned Five One Eight decide which which side of the aisle they're going to fall y'all. on. So, um, <laughs> all right. So in uh, a little bit of backstory here, in uh, 2020, we're all stuck at home. We're all recording music, of course. I never released anything called Quarantunes, so let's just. <laughs> I know 90% <laughs> of you did. You. <laughs> um, 
But uh, so I, I released uh, three, I released two solo EPs and one for a noise rock band I, I sometimes do called Tiki Bats. Um, third one, I finished writing and recording my parts in 2020, but I had a bunch of musician friends also contributing to it. And I'm still two years later collecting those. Kevin, I love you. You're doing great, buddy. <laughs> um, I'm still collecting those parts. And most of the record is done now, and it's called Holy Land, and hopefully it will be out very soon. This is the first song off of that, and I did release it as a single a couple of months ago, and it's called Bored to Death. And there is a clean version, too, if any of you all want a radio edit. Oh, all right. Well, we won't do a radio <laughs> edit on this one. So uh, let's listen to Bored to Death, Asa Morris, uh, and then we'll be right back to wrap it up. What did you say? When I walked away Did you tell your friends How horrible I'd been I won't deny Why would I lie I've spent so long now becoming someone new, but not for you. So that was Bored to Death, 
Asa Morris. And uh, Asa, I want to thank you so much for having me. Thank you uh, for coming out. Having me down here in Troy. I, I actually lived in Troy for about a dozen years or so. I, good Troy I, or bad Troy? Uh, good Troy. Yeah. I, lived on, I lived on 2nd Street right next to Russell Sage. Oh. It was, uh, That's not what I meant. I meant time period of oh, Troy. Oh, time period. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, was, it was cuspy. I was like cuspy. Oh, okay. You know All what right. I mean? Like when I so first cool moved Troy. Here. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was a little <laughs> rough and tumble, you know, yeah. but it, it definitely wasn't quite... Uh, what it is now because it's been at least a decade uh, yeah, yeah you, you were here in the john fonte here. troy but now it's it's like the the f scott fitzgerald troy right yeah i, I have no idea what that means but uh <laughs> but i'm gonna just pretend that i'm cultured and go yes and and i'll just assume that that's a gilded age reference now it can be <laughs> right that's filmed here right uh but anyway so before i go normally i say before we go and i guess but sure i'm staying I'll, here yeah, though before yeah. i go i wanted to give you the opportunity to you know thank whoever you want say whatever you want basically the uh, microphone is yours so uh so uh all right who knows when this is going to air or when you'll listen to it it might uh, who knows uh future plans I've got a bunch of shows. I'll always have a bunch of shows. Come on out to them or don't. It's up to you. Uh, just go to local shows. Buy local merch. But if they have CDRs, I don't care if you have a disc drive. Just buy the CD. Uh, support your people is what I'm saying. Currently, I'm in a band called Small Ghosts. I don't know if that's going to be a band forever. I hope it is for at least three years. If they still exist in the future, great. If not, check out whatever band or project I'm doing at the time. Hopefully, I don't get into a horrendous car accident and this is some memorial episode. Who knows? <laughs> I would like to uh, just uh, say thank you to everybody who has helped me along the way, though, to become still the same person I was 15 years ago with nothing to show for it. But I appreciate you being on my records and coming out to my shows. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> cool. I love it. I love it. All right. So uh, Asa Morris. Uh, and again, I, well, again, I, I'll say that I'll, I'll link to all your stuff so that uh, link to your link tree so that everybody will be able to find lots the, of weird stuff on the there. Massive catalog of shit that you have on there, including a paranormal podcast, I believe. Right. I'm mm. definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going <laughs> to check that out. Yeah. We, we were talking paranormal podcast before we, before we got rolling. We have that in common. Definitely for sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, Ace Morris, I'm Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518. We'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 508. Thanks for listening.